Yeah, so the Suicide Squad, not to be confused with Suicide Squad, to which this is a, well, in inverted commas, standalone sequel, meaning it kind of ignores Suicide Squad, which I think actually we'd all rather have done. Um, part of the you know, DC Extended Universe. Uh, so <sighs> Margot Robbie is Holly Quinn, um, uh, big Margot Robbie fans here, who alongside Idris Elba's Bloodsport and John Cena's Peacemaker are part of a variously assembled group because there's a kind of start and then it's a false start and then there's another start who are sent by Viola Davis's tough as nails uh, kind of uh, team leader from the safety of the, of the back room to go and do battle with Project Starfish, um, which is a project which is kind of self-explanatory. Your mission is to infiltrate Jotunheim and destroy every trace of Project Starfish. How are we supposed to get in? Gaius Greaves, the thinker, is a geneticist in charge of Project Starfish. After hours, he hangs out at a gentleman's club known as La Gatita Amable. Get Greaves to help you by whatever means necessary, and he can get you into Jotunheim. Any questions? What is that? That is an overhead projector. Do you ever use it anymore? No, not really. So why don't you just throw it away? Peacemaker. Starfish is a slang term for a... Think there's any connection? No. No. And now Connection. Hand. Yes, that is your hand, Anawe. Very good. So, okay, the thing that you get from that is that the, the whole thing is is very sort of sarcastic in tone and very sort of postmodern and very what on earth is going on. In fact, there is one moment in it in which it actually pretty much says on screen what the actual F is going on, um, uh, and, and like in a very sort of literal way. It's written and directed by James Gunn, uh, who... Obviously, is, was the, the guy behind the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and then was dropped from Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and now is being brought back in to, I suppose, to save Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad definite article, as opposed to Suicide Squad, no definite article. Suicide Squad, you know, everybody thought was a load of old rubbish. And now this is, you know, let, let's kind of save it. And what he does have, I suppose, is the anarchic sensibility that the Suicide Squad kind of requires so i mean this is a film in which sylvester stallone providing the voice of a talking shark isn't even close to being the the most what on earth is going on moment on screen it's you have polka dot man who's a character who shoots polka dots who james gunn described as the dumbest dc character of all time who is sort of reinvented here in a kind of tragicomic way which is sort of trying to make sense of polka dot man but also you know, also having that kind of wry, postmodern, sarcastic take on it. And here's the thing. It, 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 it's, um, it is definitely true this is a massive improvement on Suicide Squad. But then, you know, not going to the movies would be a massive improvement on Suicide Squad. It's also true that what you have with this is a kind of very post-Deadpool splurge of sweary splatter. I mean, it's quite a lot of, you know, blood splattering and, you know, limbs and stuff going on, which I kind of always enjoy. Um, and it is deliberately self-knowingly stupid in a kind of... The best comparison, I think, is it's in a kind of Howard the Duck sort of way, that the, the, 
I mean, I remember how much Tim Polcat and I enjoyed Howard the Duck, not least because we thought, I can't believe that somebody spent so much money making Howard the Duck. And you sit there watching The Suicide Squad thinking, I can't quite believe that somebody has thrown so many resources at the screen to make what is utterly preposterous and stupid. But if you're in on the joke, then okay, then then that's fine. And there are things in it that are quite entertaining and things that are quite funny. There are also things in it that aren't. The things in it that are a little bit like, oh yeah, really, okay. And my advice would be if you know if it sounds like your cup of tea and if you're big james gunn fan um which i understand because i've been a fan of some of his other stuff then you see it on a very very big screen because it's huge and the gag is kind of it's so stupid and so big that big and stupid becomes the thing and that's why i say it kind of reminds me of howard the duck because the point about howard the duck was it's howard the duck and yet there's all these resources behind it. It's this great big multi-million dollar studio movie that in the end is Howard the Duck. Um, I would say also, incidentally, the original Howard the Duck makes more sense than this does. And, you know, there's some fun things. There's Peter Capaldi with a bunch of transistors stuck in his head. And there is a sort of heart and soul somewhere in the middle of it. But it it is it is essentially a kind of sarcastic postmodern ironic action painting of splurge thrown on the biggest screen possible with its tongue firmly in its cheek but in a kind of okay how bonkers can we be how crazy can we be? and my problem i suppose is okay fine yes it wildly bonkers wildly crazy sylvester stallone's talking shark isn't the craziest thing on screen but it's not it's not a huge amount more than that it's just stuff on the screen some of which is quite funny and some of which is quite bloody and it's got like i said it's got this sort of false start at the beginning which is quite you know quite knowing but it did feel like a very big in joke that's my problem james gunn might have been a writer on guardians of the galaxy he also was one of the writers on movie 43 so that's just uh, put that one out there <laughs> 